everybody and welcome to Blacksiders, the no-holds-barred discussion about news and current affairs that we like talking about. I'm Gemma McKinnon. And I'm Peter McGillivray. And we're very excited to come to you this week. Well, are we excited about coming about discussing uh, the week that is Australia Day, Invasion Day, Survival Day? We'll come to the terminology later. Um, but first, Pete, what's good? What's been up? Well, I am excited because this is our premiere episode of Black Ciders, so we can definitely be excited about that. What's good? This is my last couple of days of holidays before I get back into the office. I'm so jealous that you're still on holidays. I know, it's pretty It's pretty lush, um, but it is time to go back to work. There's nothing like being in that supermarket checkout line you get up to the the checkout and you tap your phone onto the fpos machine and just wait anxiously for the approved banner to <laughs> flash up uh you know everyone's feeling it so i i need to get back to work yeah got to got to make those dollars that's right <laughs> making the paper but unfortunately i i have had a really nice long break big rest to get back into things highlights holiday highlights yeah Big staycation here in Sydney because he lives. Couldn't really afford to go away too far, but we did go off to explore the mid-north coast, beautiful Birupai country, which was really nice. Um, Had a few days up there, Um, but yeah, back to work now. I have been settling into my new mountain life. Um, Bought a couple of new chickens yesterday. Uh, very exciting. There's been no bloodbath so far, so that's exciting. Also, glutton for punishment, adopted a dog. New dog. Um, from the pound. Her name is Butter. Butter. Sister, I believe, of Peanut and Jelly. <laughs> um, but we're just, <laughs> we just have Butter. And that's been a, that's been a, an, an experience. What kind of dog is Butter. She's a French bulldog. Um, I have I did not know anything about French bulldogs, frankly, um, which is probably very ignorant of me. But she's very noisy, so we spend a lot of time trying to deal with the the sound. It's like having a piglet, which is cute because I kind of have always wanted a piglet. So and now you've got butter. Well, good on you for adopting, not shopping another another puppy out of the system. Absolutely, and um, and she's great. She's great, and uh, you know, no no regrets at all so far. I would say, stay tuned on that one. Um, I will say though that um, <laughs> the. Early, I I was awoken at two a.m. this morning, thankfully to take her out to do her business. But two a.m. It's like it's like having a baby. I could have just had another baby. I think. Uh, what are we talking about this week? Um, obviously, it is. I would say I call it the most dreaded week of the year. 
for I believe that's the case for blackfellas all around. We go through the uh, New Year's excitement, the excitement of holidays, and then suddenly you're going back to work. But not only are you going back to work, you also are facing down the barrel of the Invasion Day conversation, if I can Mm -hmm. put it kindly, and wondering what am I going to do this year? I know for me, a lot of the time I get asked to talk to people about how I feel about the date. Um, But also you're inevitably facing a lot of uh, conflict and heated conversations, especially on social media. So... Firstly, I I mean, you can probably tell I'm kind of jumping around my terminology here because I know that the terminology is important. What do you call it? I call it Invasion Day, but I was brought up calling it Survival Day. My mum is the one that calls it Survival Day. She's always seen it as a moment to have a conversation about what we continue to live through, the ignorances that are still out there, and very much use it as an opportunity to stay still here, still proud, uh, still have things to do. So, um, yeah, Survival Day is how we've always talked about it, but I would say in the last few years, especially as the debate has turned more to what are we actually celebrating, um, a more you know assertive uh, language such as Invasion Day, I think is warranted. Yeah, I'm definitely an Invasion Day person. I've always found it a bit difficult to call it Survival Day, um, just because I think that it's sort of a more, it's something that I perceive as being something that's created to be more palatable to broader Australia. Um, And I'm not really here for that, (laughs) to be honest. Yeah, it feels a bit inclusive-y. Yeah, yeah. And I think it does, calling it Invasion Day, you know, is essentially what's on the tin, right? That's what the day uh, is commemorating, the date, is commemorating, I should say. Um, And I think that we should be calling things what they are, call genocide, genocide, call slavery, slavery, call colonialism, colonialism, because we've spent a really long time um, kind of sugarcoating things for people um, in in an effort to create a movement forward together. And so far... Especially, it hasn't especially got as far, has it? I agree um, furiously with you on this one. And I think it's especially the case when we know that Blackfellas have been protesting on the 26th of January, decades before it was selected as the date that we would have this day of national celebration. Of what? Still yet to be determined, I think, because really... What is it? It's a day of the celebration of our national character? I don't think so. Um, You know, not being a cynic, but what actually is there to celebrate? Instead, it really is just the date that we were invaded. So I think you're spot on. I think also what frustrates me, why I sort of consider it to be the most dreaded week of the year, is it's such 
a ridiculous conversation to be having, in my opinion. Like, I don't, you know, we've come off the back of having a really important, really serious conversation over the last 12 plus months around the referendum and and a question about changing the constitution, changing the sort of structural foundations of the nation. In this, we're talking about a, a holiday that could be had on any other day, to be honest, and that hasn't been held on this particular day for very long at all. So I always find it really frustrating and and, and a little bit infuriating, a little bit infuriating when you're especially on social media, I know, and I don't really um, watch commercial television, so I'm sure they talk about it there too, but that people will are, are choosing this hill to die on i find absolutely bizarro do you mean when you say um, people choosing this hill do you mean in their persistence in trying to make australia day a thing they're just so like pa- like ridiculously passionate about keeping it on this particular day as well. I get that people, there are people for whom this country has delivered a lot, given a lot of, um, you know, given a future to some people and and provided a great life uh, and that those people would want to celebrate that fact. But I don't think that it's necessary to do it on this day. I don't think that... Um, many people consider the, um, you know, the arrival of, um, what do we call them? The arrival of the British smallpox uh, (laughs) to the shores, uh, that anybody kind of sees that as the particular, uh, you know, moment in the history of the nation that they they feel that they need to celebrate. I think there are a lot of other parts of the of Australia's history that potentially we could be celebrating. Um, why? And I and I think that the um, persistent need to defend having um, this holiday on January 26 is similar to the persistent need of people to insist on voting no in the referendum. Well, maybe- it, is, it, 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 it is racism um, disguised as something else, disguised as a um, theoretical uh, banner that somebody wishes to fly. Well, maybe we should be putting a call out for a boycott of the Day of Division. <laughs> Hashtag Dutton's Day of Division. Boycott Dutton's Day of Division. It is really a very divisive day. And I don't think the country needs to have, you know, further issues that are going to divide us. I would also like more detail about uh, this particular day, as you say. It seems very deliberate now, wanting to keep it on this. Day. I feel that I'm being asked to participate in a holiday when I don't really understand the the full detail as to why we're doing it on this day, why we haven't done it on this day forever, and why we're not choosing alternative days that might create less division in our community. There's definitely a campaign in this, for sure. <laughs> Does it? A lot of the time, I have to say, I am one of those people who prefers to 
stay at home with the blinds closed on January 26th, although it is my nephew's birthday, Mm. Uh, nephew's apostrophe after their twins. So I tend to just focus on the fact that it's their birthday on January 26th. But I am one of those people who doesn't always go to the rallies, doesn't always go to Yarbin or some sort of celebratory or, you know, um, significant event. I tend to just stay out of things. I tend to stay off social media for this week in particular, sometimes the entire month of January, because it makes me feel very, um, I guess it, 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 I always tend to bury my head in the sand when it comes to issues that make me feel ex- like I'm not, um, like I am in the minority. I know obviously I am in the minority, but these particular dates of significance really kind of highlight that. And also similar to the referendum again, uh, uh, circumstances where you find out that the people who are around you, your family, your friends, your colleagues, um, where they sort of let their true colours show. And so you tend to find out that people that, oh, you think, uh, you know, you thought you were pretty good friends, you thought that their politics was pretty good, uh, suddenly you find out that they actually are uh, diehard Australia Day fans they love to um wear the flag and but buy all of the stuff all of those things we're going to talk about later how do you feel in this week generally i mean it feels like running the gauntlet you're right when it comes to consuming any type of um you know news media also i mean the only time i ever learn his you know historically about absolutely wacko things that have been said on commercial television in particular is the news articles or the the Twitter feed in the hours and days afterwards where somebody dares say something critical about Australia Day on mainstream television, breakfast in particular. Um, and it's really distressing. Um, and I've just gotten to the habit of, like you, just kind of disengaging, compartmentalising and focusing on... Uh, my work, which is I get the benefit of actually doing something practical and tangible every day in my work, which does far more than, um, you know, one day of protest on this particular date. Because I guess the other thing that I'm really interested in is the um, the compounding um, criticism of the date every year in the various campaigns, particularly more critical campaigns around the date in the last couple of years, abolish the date, abolish the day, that type of call. Um, I think that's really important and interesting to watch. And, you know, when we think about what's left for us as Indigenous peoples to kind of be able to grab the headlines and talk about our issues at a national level, the 26th of January continues to be an opportunity to do that. And in the wake of the failed referendum, the opportunities to get our stuff on the national um, broadsheets and in the national news are pretty limited. So people are always paying attention. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I'm I'm interested to. I mean, if you did some kind of analysis, I imagine media analysis of how our issues get into the news at this time every year. It's around the 26th of January, um, and if we didn't have 
that date anymore, um, how would we do that? I think that's an interesting question for me. What date would you choose as an alternative? Do you have a, a theory, a, a proposal for the nation? Um, well, the 5th of August is a great date. Uh, it is. Why is that? Uh, it was uh, the day that I was born. It's my birthday. So putting that one out there, would love to have a public holiday on my birthday every year, middle of winter. I agree. I think August is also a bit of a, a bit of a lull in the in the holiday kind of um, atmosphere of the year. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to the fifth of August. I think all of the Leos would also just be frothing <laughs> over it. They could have a full day birthday party. Imagine if it made a you know extra long weekend. You know, all the Leos would be taking that entire week off. Absolutely. I mean, I look. I think that it's a and let's let's be frank. The this is about the public holiday and saving the public holiday because otherwise it would be on the first of January. Um, for those non-constitutional lawyers out there, that was the the day that our constitution uh, came into effect. Um, so, but you know, we don't want to lose a public holiday. So let's make this very clear. We are not campaigning to lose this public holiday. We do love a public <laughs> holiday. Um, just have it on a different day is all, is all. Um, I, I agree. Like I, as a, I am a sort of purist. So I would definitely be a, a January one person, but perhaps, although I think in Tasmania, they already get the 2nd of January as a public holiday as well. But we could just basically extend our New Year holiday by one day in order to um, to celebrate what is. Uh, I'm also, though, looking forward to, you know, I was hoping, obviously, for Voice Day, um, but perhaps when we... Um, when we become a republic, we could have the holiday then. So we need to make sure that the um, the referendum is held on a good day that really works for us, perhaps the 5th of August. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> you are listening to Blacksiders on 2SER. And today we are talking about we're starting off uh, Invasion Day week and talking about everything that uh, that this week ends up being, for blackfellas at least anyway, um, of course, I don't feel like we could get through the episode without talking about Woolworths. <laughs> um, Peter Dutton is calling for a boycott of Woolworths because they are not selling Australia Day merchandise in their stores. Thoughts? So many thoughts. I mean, it's just, for me, it's just from the kind of populist playbook. Pick a common enemy, so big corporation that makes a billion dollars of profit, uh, has been criticised both, and I won't just pick on Woolworths here, there are, you know, Coles is also being criticised for its price gouging tactics, the Prime Minister looking at giving the uh, ACCC more powers to investigate such behaviour, there's an un upcoming inquiry. So Woolworths is a common enemy. And and so Peter Dutton has tried this tactic by, uh, you know, picking on someone that, 
you'd, we could have broad uh, criticism of someone being Woolworths um, and, you know, calling for a boycott because they're not selling stuff in store, which they're s- still selling online. You can still buy your Australia Day merch. Oh, on, thank the Lord. On Woolworths um, online stores. Thank you. Um, but, you know, I think the for me it's just more of the same political tactics which the opposition used during the referendum. Um, and some people have really eaten the onion on this one, though, I think, when it comes to why we should not shop at Woolworths just because they're not selling flags anymore. I, for one, am sick of this woke cancel culture that Peter Dutton is promoting. Um, I am, you know, why can't we just keep politics and social social media and businesses separate, you know. People should just be able to do whatever they want to do and not have political figures come down and try to cancel them and have nobody, um, you know, really hurting, hurting businesses, which is not good for this country. Um, I have to say that I, I saw something particular on it was on my LinkedIn um, and I don't know I don't know where it came from and maybe you you could fill me in but so there there is a is that a meme it's a meme it well, we'll call it a meme going around that is uses the the colors and look of the Aboriginal flag and it says always was always will be but the W's are the Woolworths W so I don't I f- I, I look I'm going to make some wild suggestions as to what what where I think this has come from. I really hope that it is from somebody in Woolworths marketing <laughs> who has thought this happened to us by accident but suddenly we are the champion of the blackfellas. Let's put this out there, pretend it wasn't us, and just see how it goes. And it has made it to, you know, uh, quite um, high-level business people on LinkedIn who are using this meme. Um, I suspect, though, that it is actually a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek meme that has potentially gone over people's heads. Do you think so? Well, this is what I mean by eating the young end on this one. And I'll, I'll catch our listeners up. But basically, there are some blackfellas on Instagram, comedians who make very funny content. Um, and one of these social media um creators has made a very hilarious clip about Woolworths um, and I understand that's the origin of the meme that you're talking so about. So it's not Woolworths marketing? It's not Damn. Woolworths marketing. I thought they had such a good sense of humour. Yeah, so <laughs> so the, the, the nature of the memes online from Blackfellas is basically um, tongue-in-cheek, good on Woolworths for uh, not stocking this junk anymore and that's why they created the always was, always will be. But some people in earnest have uh, taken those memes and kind of saying good on Woolworths when in fact Woolworths hasn't really done anything except make a business decision on its uh, that has cost nothing to do with Blackfellas. Nothing. I'm nothing sorry. To do with we don't have to shop at Woolworths in solidarity of Blackfellas. Although they themselves are now jumping on their bandwagon that they accidentally created. 
I mean, I think there's someone at Woolworths that's just doing media releases, kind of saying, I don't know what any of this means, but no, we're not going to stop flying the Aboriginal flag. No, we're not going to stop flying the Australian flag. Um, They're just answering questions (laughs) um, and life goes on for Woolworths. but and 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 us, I guess you couldn't you couldn't make this up. I don't think I, it's it's very it's very amusing. And I I think you know I'm still I've been really ambivalent about Invasion Day this year. Going back to your question about what does one do on Invasion Day? I go to work. It's just a regular work day for me. Um, uh, my employer allows us to swap out the. Um, invasion day public holiday for another date in the fortnight so if you choose to work on the invasion day public holiday then you can have that day at some other time Um, and I think you know that if I understand that not everyone's in a situation to you know take advantage of flexibility like that but it's just another it's just another day for me and then I was really excited to about the um, event at the powerhouse on Friday night Tell me more. So this is an event that's curated by Nookie um, and there's going to be speakers and performances or First Nations uh, bill lineup. Um, It's called Black Powerhouse. It starts at 5pm. It goes until 10pm and it should be a really good one. It was the first year last year. So they started after the Yarbon Festival, which is down at Victoria Park near Sydney Uni. Um, but I won't be able to do those this year because I'll be at work and that's how I want to spend the day because it's air-conditioned. I also have the public holiday swap option but can but never take it because the rest of my family, my children included, um, still have to take the public holiday. So it doesn't really leave me with a lot of options. I did used to be a big Yarbin person and always quite enjoy um, – opportunities for a mob to get together and and do things. I mean, Yarbin's another fascinating example, just watching, you know, how huge that event has become over the last five to six years. I mean, I remember, you know, that little gathering of maybe a couple of thousand people at the block and we'd march from the block down to Victoria Park for Yarbin, Um, almost all mob. There were not ever really that many allies except for some of the organisers and activists, um, non-Indigenous people who've kind of always been in the space. But, you know, to get tens of thousands of people out marching these days from the Belmore Park this year, um, previously Hyde Park. I mean, I think it's going to be massive, uh, especially if all of the people that have been mobilising and coming out for um, in support of Palestine, these marches have been happening every weekend since October. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty big day. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's, you know, there are swings and roundabouts, right? Uh, you are listening to Blacksiders on 2SER uh, with Jem and Pete. Let's uh, change pace slightly. I know it's only Monday, but everybody's working for the weekend, so they say. Um, what's, what's, what are you doing this weekend aside from Friday? 
anything well, fun? Uh, I do. I Well, socialising, really. Um, I've got my little sister, Yale, who works in the arts. She's just started a gig as a freelancer. So she's on the road a lot and will be visiting town this weekend. So she's based up in Queensland. So we're going to catch up with little Yale. Little <laughs> Yale. <laughs> um, for our listeners, Yale is at least two and a half heads taller than me. Um, she's not little at all, but she's always... She's also a grown woman. <laughs> You can drive and everything. <laughs> you can drive and everything. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing my little sister on the weekend. How about you? Um, oh, you know what I'm doing? I am going to finally – so I've lived in the mountains for over a month now, been dying to go to the brewery of my favourite uh, beer at the moment. Uh, haven't gone yet. Going to go this Saturday and uh, – Drink some, drink some beer and eat some burgers. What's the weather up there at the moment? Um, it's really literally up and down. Uh, so I think today is the top of 18. We've had some 14 degree days. I've had the fire going over the last month. Um, but also quite, you know, warmish, warmish days. I'm loving it. I mean, your neighbours must be chuckling at you guys putting the fire on and just going, wait till these, this these guys get to winter. The smoke out of the chimney is a signal that there are noobs. <laughs> noobs live here. Um, I know, but I just, you know, I didn't even know how to light a fire <laughs> before I moved there. So I've been practicing. It's a practice for winter when I'm going to have to do it every day. Uh, I have to find wood. If anybody can explain to me how that happens, um, that would be really helpful as well. We'll um, set up some form of channel where people can get in contact with us because I need help desperately. Someone help Gemma. We, we can make that a reoccurring uh, segment with what you need to adapt to your mountain life now. Help me. I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we did want to have um, a regular segment in this show. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yes. Um, and I have a couple. Oh, do it. Um, so the thumbs down. Let me reset. Can okay, I reset yeah. that? Yeah. So we're going to finish off the show today with thumbs up, thumbs down. Pete, what is working for you and what is not? All right. Well, my, my thumbs up is... A shout out to all of the kids starting school next week. So Aww. starting preschool, starting kindergarten in particular. I know there must be so many excited kids out there. And I, my little preschool, my Aboriginal preschool in Rockhampton celebrated its 30 years uh, in 2023. And they threw up all of the old photos of us. And it just took me straight back to, you know, how important our little community preschools are or wherever you're sending your kids to school. So that's my thumbs up. It's a really exciting time of the year and probably the antidote to the shittiness of the Invasion Day stuff. Is it also is a reminder of how chic children dress these days when you see those photos of you in, in preschool, primary school. I feel like there are a lot of what my my mum would call sloppy joes, <laughs> jumpers. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, active leisure wear, athleisure wear. <laughs> We, I mean, in Rockhampton, where it's the, this humidity that we're experiencing right now is just a every day, all day, all year uh, temperature that we're dealing with. I think we were just in like singlets, shorts, probably barefoot 
Um, that was that was our rollabout stuff. Kids don't really appreciate a singlet these days. They don't. More spring back the singlet. Okay, so that's your thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs down is the news uh, in the last couple of days that in Victoria, um, Mob Down in Victoria have been doing incredible work for years um, through their treaty work. So setting up a treaty body to be negotiated with the Victorian government. Um, lots of incredible advocacy and effort by particularly Aboriginal lawyers down there doing that. Um, the news that the Liberal National Party in Victoria ha- are going to withdraw their support for the treaty process. So Ooh. another example of lots of really important work being undermined by the politics uh, that have been forming, um, perhaps always were there in the aftermath of the failed referendum. So thumbs down on that. You know what would have be what would be good is some sort of body um, that's like above the politics of the day that's maybe enshrined in the constitution that enables us to, um, you know, work beyond the changes of government. Wow. That what been a, what so a, oh, that's such a good idea. I mean, how would we, how would we do that? I don't know. One, we'll work it out one day, I'm sure. Yeah, one day. Thumbs down for me, I'm going to start, start down, is the way that people treat the youth in this country and maybe specifically in the area that I live in. But I've just seen a lot of people not really giving the youth the uh, the benefit of the doubt, not really empathising at all uh, or remembering even for themselves what it was like to be a young person. I think we need to chill out a bit on the, uh, you know, not, not letting youth sit in a park, not liking the way that youth talk. Don't get me wrong. I cannot stand music being played out loud of a phone on the train. But, you know, I don't say anything because I know that I am an uncool old person. Um, So that's my thumbs down. I love that you say you're an uncool old person while you sit here with the best pink hair I've seen. I forgot to give that update. I did get my hair done this week. It looks fabulous. Um, well, let's make that the thumbs up then, shall we? Thumbs up is uh, finding a new hairdresser in your area that um, not only does your hair very well, but also provides you with good yarns. And I got to listen to Taylor Swift the entire time. Found out I didn't actually understand what the ears to are involved. <laughs> um, but that's cool. Um, it's, you know... I was just happy to find somebody who maybe didn't think um, that I was that much of a loser. And I think my hair looks great. It looks great. And I agree with you that we need to let up on the kids. Let up on the kids. Let them live. Let me live. You know, they're never going to own a house. Let's just let them have some fun in the local park. I think that's an excellent note to end on. Okay. Thank you for listening to Blacksiders. We will see you, hear you, you'll hear us next week. Can't wait. Bye.